and welcome to a very, very special edition to the Triple Clowns. It's very special because we are on a different platform. If you're watching from that different platform, you know where we are. If you're watching from our YouTube thing, you'll learn where we are in a couple seconds. It's me, G. Randall Johnson, alongside the beautiful Sarah Marie, Mrs. Big News, and the Truck Stop Burrito, A.J. Reiner. And you see our other, well, I don't want to say other, that sounds terrible, but we call him the fourth clown of the apocalypse that's right he's riding his horse in right with us and that is ryan dickey formerly at horse racing nation now at circa sports and we are excited and we'll tell you right away we are on the platform with Gen nation we are excited finally somebody has had the i don't know Balls. Let's just say it out loud. The balls. Big balls. Big balls to go with the. I don't. Jesus, Ryan. Big balls to go with the triple clowns. You're right. No, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Big balls to go with the triple clowns. We are here with them, and thank you guys. And we're hoping that we all do everything right, and and, and we get a big, big. We hope we don't fuck this up. That's what we're saying. <laughs> no, no. There's a good chance of that, but you Make know. Sure subscribe button on the DJ station on YouTube and you will catch all of our shows. Absolutely. DJ nation. We're doing a lot of things with them. Check it out. DJ nation. a big time. And we are here and we're the triple clowns. If you don't know us, you're going to learn about us by watching. You'll love us. What yeah. up DJ? If you don't know. Now, now, you know, now, you know, absolutely. So we're going into, we're doing the Preakness today, guys. We're doing the Preakness and this is exciting uh, because it's the Preakness. Yeah. We forget about this Preakness a lot. We have a lot of great guests on. We have our step clown, Tom, from Tom and Tom Racing. Our step clown. We have Chip. That is our illegitimate clown uh, from Horse Racing Nation. Chip Gerke, Dr. Derby, we call him today. He is the Preakness practitioner. I did yeah. it right. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yes. And Dr. Derby, we all know him from Horse Racing Nation, does the division rankings. And... Vic Stoffer, almost forgot Vic. He, Vic is um, Uncle Clown. And, uh, you know, we know him from Oaklawn. Great guy. Uh, well, we know him from Oaklawn now, but we really know him from Hollywood, Hollywood. Park, Hollywood. Every, everywhere out there. Great track announcer, great handicapper, great guy, Vic Stoffer. They're all going to give us their Preakness picks, and we're ready. How are you guys feeling about this? I'm excited. All right. Good. Well, let's get be to electric. It. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Let's get to it. I think he might be one of the, the best guests. Uh, ask Ryan. Seen. Ryan knows usually. Just, yeah, Ryan? Yeah, um, this guy will probably be the best guest we have all day. I think I, I might I would imagine. Yeah, 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 I have to agree. I, yeah, when Ryan says that, I really I I trust it. I trust yes, it. Yes. <laughs> it. He doesn't, Every time he he doesn't says throw that around that much. No. Yeah, often. very dear into his heart. But we have Tom from Tom and Tom's Racing back with us. Thanks, Tom, for joining us again. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, uh, I guess I'm officially a step clown and I, I appreciate that. Uh, I, I, I'm I like broadcasting that. from uh, beautiful Delaware park. So we're getting ready for, for racing. So you may hear some, you may hear some, uh, lawnmowers or whatnot in the background. Just, just mute me out if it gets too loud, but yeah, just, uh, another beautiful day here and getting ready for live racing and finally excited to get some mid Atlantic in the spotlight here with the, with, with the freakness. Yeah, Tom's yeah. doing a lot from Delaware Park, so check him out. It's Tom and Tom, not plural, racing. Um, it's correct, Tom, Tom and Tom. That's right? accurate. Tom yep, and Tom Tom. And Tom. Yeah, keep it simple. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Did you ever absolutely. think about changing the name to just Tom's Racing? But uh, well, no, Tom's Tom and Racing? Tom. It's it's me and my dad. Tom's. So Tom and Tom. Thomas is Tom squared. Tom squared. Tom racing. Two. Yeah. Racing Tom. Two Toms. Yeah. Way too complicated. Wait, it's Tom Tom Racing. Boom. Tom Tom. Tom Tom. Tom Tom. There you go. <laughs> you have that like as your thing, like put them. Um. Yes, and and. This is a good show. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now that now that we've questioned your you know whole identity for the last we might be yeah and he's delaware, yeah. delaware park so we might be distracted by some background noise but it won't be fans and uh let's go right on to it uh no no shout out to delaware park i'm sorry that was a joke oh, Pre- listen please it, no, it's a COVID thing. You weren't taking a shot. It's a COVID thing. Like, yeah, there won't be fans. <laughs> first, tra- first track I've ever been to. I have, I have something special in my heart. Ah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, okay. True story. True story. Um, story yeah. But let's get into it. Let's talk Preakness, Tom. Yeah, we got, we got the pimple go. This Preakness field. Go. Go ahead. Say again. I'm sorry. Who do you like in this Preakness field? Oh, the Preakness. Yeah. That, oh, that's coming up. A little bit. Little race. Uh, Loved when we did our special. I'm almost, I'm kind of sitting on the same horse that when, when we had the draw. The one horse that I took out was Ram. I looked at a couple of his replays. He he just does not have enough speed. Speed is gonna, speed is going to win this. Um, I, I, you know, I think it was almost a sentimental thing with, obviously D Wayne Lucas, American Barrow. So I had to knock out. I did have to knock out Ram out of my pick. I can't complain with uh, with Medina. I mean, you look at, again, we talked about speed. You look at his speed figures, they're off the charts. And another horse that we talked about on our Freakness special uh, with the draw was, was Midnight Bourbon. Midnight Bourbon ran into two, so much traffic. There was 20 horses at, in, the, in the Kentucky Derby. We, we only have 10 here at Pimlico. I think that with Irad in the Irons, it's going to be – he's going to finish on my ticket as well. And another horse who I like is Rumbauer. So horse that one of the horses that I mentioned earlier uh, the other day, he's not going to win. Cause as we said, who was the last, uh, who was the last closer that won the Preakness? Maybe it was like a fleet Alex or somebody. I'm not sure. I, I don't, I don't think he's going to win, but I like his odds. I like, I like the, I like what the horse has done. He's definitely going to be in my ticket and to round out for a super Becta, I don't, I, I think I'd be silly to take out concert tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mind that bird came pretty close um, to Rachel, I believe, that year closing. But he was a special closing horse at that point right. in his career. But um, then that was a long time ago. But yeah, was it? I mean, Ryan, who was the last closer? Do you know offhand? I can't think of one, quite honestly. I can't. I, no, I, I watched like the past 15, 20, and I, I don't even know if you could consider a fleet Alex a closer. You just, that's just how what Jeremy Rose did in that, on that particular day with that horse. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say like mine, that bird was the closest coming from the back and almost catching Rachel. Um, right. Yeah. I would say that's a close. And that was a long time ago now. I'm old. Yeah. I mean, that almost 20 years ago now. Wow. Really? <laughs> I know we're getting old, Randy. I know, man. Oh, yeah, a couple, you know, a couple gray hairs later and yeah, a couple yeah. pounds later. And then, yeah, that bird seems like it was like two years ago, but nope, not at all. But yeah, that's, that's who I like. I I mean, I'm not, I'm not anti or I'm not a Baffert lover or a a hater, but I I don't think you can, the horse doesn't know he's going through all the controversy and it's a good horse. I mean, like I said, the speed figures are, 
amazing. And I think speed is going to dominate here uh, with on Saturday. It looks like it's, it's going to be fast and firm, no weather whatsoever. And yeah, really, really hope that that bourbon does finish up there. I think he was our sexy pick the other day and uh, set to five to one morning line. I'll take that. I'll take that all day. Yeah. Do you think anything about this? There's a jockey switch there, but right. And the, obviously it's, yeah, I love it. I think it's, I think I mean, it's that, better yeah. with, with Irad than, than what used to be money. Mike Smith. Um, oh, did I say, Oh, did I say that out loud? Sorry. That's um, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, strong, strong, strong opinion. That is, that is uh, <laughs> a lot of people will, I mean, that's, that's a weird, that is a weird thing. And obviously Mike Smith's going to go to the concert tour if concert tours offered to him even off midnight bourbon i wonder if that means something but i mean mike and baffert i mean that's obviously going to be more sexy to him to, to uh, absolutely this guy you know i mean but yeah. you, you wonder i mean I, I, I wonder out there anybody want to say jockey upgrade jockey downgrade lateral move uh, uh i i think i'm well, I mean, it's easy to say that. I mean, I mean, Irad was the. Uh, I guess. Jockey. I guess we'll see. You won we'll the Eclipse Award, so seven thirty on on Saturday night. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a hustler yeah. out of the gate, better than Mike Smith too. I mean, I think everybody knows that he'll get him out of the gate better than Mike does. But that's the weird part. He'd almost be better off Mike Smith on on Midnight Bourbon, running style wise, in my mind. But it's yeah. about course. And well, yeah, I, I think it's you're you're right. You're right. And I, I mean, I think that pace is going to make the race and and it all if if somebody if one of the other horses that i mentioned can kind of hang out there with with the two pace setters which i which i believe are going to be medina spirit um i think who, who knows what could happen i mean you could see the you could see the pleasure horse pop in uh you could see either of the chad brown horses pop in but it it all depends like you said randy like what happens out of the gate what yeah well that's that's a quick question before we go and uh i, I will say um, and I'll ask everybody this. Do you think something goes into their head? Cause you don't see it. We don't have a send jockey in the race. Would you put a send jockey on a horse like midnight bourbon in something like the Preakness? What, what do you guys think about that? Because obviously they don't do it and they're smarter than me. Uh, well, they're not, but they think they are. Um, but right. yeah, I mean, I mean I, that bar, that bar is super high. Yeah, yeah, you can't expect people uh, to really, really go there. But um, you know what I mean? Like, do you ever think of that, guys? Like, put put up. I mean, I don't know, something crazy, like even like a Maldonado, or a, you know what I mean, to get a hustle out in the Preakness. It's weird that they don't do that once in a while. Like, you have a ten to one shot, fifteen to one shot, twenty to one shot, and you're like, you know what? The only shot I have here is a send. That's it's an interesting. It's a very interesting take. I mean, I, I, they don't do it. But what right. well, I mean, the theoretically, you know, there's there's ten horses in the race, so you should have one of the best ten jockeys in the in the country or the world. Mm -hmm. So Correct. I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine taking someone who's a much lesser known jockey who's really known for being out on the front and winning. Because let's face it, these jockeys run you know ride hundreds, if not thousand races, uh, you know, in, in a short period of time, a year, whatever. The, they, they get all sorts of different kinds of horses. So even though some horse, some jockeys might be better off being a uh, get, get the lead type, they know how to do all sorts of racing. Yeah. Cause if you're going to look at it, like the Preakness, I mean, if you go through these jockeys, who are we missing? That's a top 10 jockey. I mean, you could, I mean, who are we missing? You know, yeah. rank, 
the top 10 jockeys, they're pretty much yeah. there. Um, you could interchange like six through 10 yeah. or whatever sure. with, sure. with 11 through 15, but sure. you know, is there anybody that doesn't belong? I mean, I don't think anybody does. Well, I mean, no one doesn't belong. I don't want to say that, but I mean, you know. uh, Ram, but uh, what's his name's on Ram? Um, yeah. And which he's great. And, and, and we, you know, uh, think he's great, but I mean, sure. If you, if you put on, you could replace him with somebody else and no one would care. Um, not no one. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Replacing like a top 10 type of thing. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. But, it, but I always wonder that like just um, recluse, I guess we don't even have that guy anymore. No, you know, we don't even no, have that. No. Like weird, like Calvin Burrell before, been. you know, like not like considered like this top, top jockey, but somebody you're going to put on that, like, mouth you don't have that guy you don't have that guy like calvin anymore or or it's that it's like ryan said it's the the 10 11 14 jocks that we you know you know joel's on that that horse from france they're slot they all get you know they they all get slotted moved around and that's what happens you don't have you don't have that wild card anymore like a like a bow rail you, you, you get really, to you, you get really to do know. things like that. You get to do things like that where you know you, you pick a diamond in the road jockey when you're running you know 15 claimers or 20 claimers on a Tuesday somewhere uh, for a triple crown race. You don't really have that luxury. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, we're no. going to see the, the the you know I would even say like with Stuart Elliott, we're going to see Stuart Elliott like somebody like that come and win. Yeah, I'm, you're not going to. Yeah. Or right? you're not going to see that. I don't think you're going to see. I, I hope you do. Um, but but we haven't seen that in in a little while. Is the jockey that was on the same horse at where at Aqueduct at, at Belmont and then in the Kentucky Derby? It's it's okay. You have uh, Eric Ansel on the horse, and then oh, he's he's going to be in the Derby. Let's put let's let's put Irad in the irons. Right. Um, uh, which I it, almost respect these owners that stay with these jockeys. Sometimes you know I, I really do. yeah I think there's something yeah when we saw it with the, we don't see it as much anymore. We see just like. You know, I know DVD always had that problem. He rode Justify. Let's not forget DVD rode Justify. That's right. And got bounced. Yep. And, you know, yep. to him, and I actually know this, it was very disturbing for him. And you, you can imagine, not a bad jockey and everything like that. Like, it's almost like, where's the loyalty? It's tough. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's not. you do it's what's just... best for the team, right? You, you work for the Shield, right? He, yeah. Why have a triple uh, A player when you can have somebody like a, a hall of famer play? That, I I know, mean, but, it, but it, but it's weird. You know, we look at it with even like, like we have, you know, on our, our favorite horse that if he goes to Breeders' Cup, it's he's three for three. He's undefeated on oh. vertical threat. And, and yeah, I couldn't I imagine if they took off Herberto Figueroa. I can't imagine if they did. Cause it doesn't make sense. He's the only one. He's three and oh. Yeah. Right? He's the only and they tried Tyler. Didn't do well. The able first started off on him. He jumped off quick. And now you have a three and zero guy. So so it's a it's a one it's a wonder. Ryan, you own a horse. How would you feel about like you have real like you own a horse? Would you stick with somebody or would you go like if Mike Smith wanted your horse in the Derby, and you had I don't even know. Uh, let's think. I don't know. So let's name a random. Katie Davis. Okay, yeah, Katie Davis undefeated on your horse. Do you take well, him now? Now you're putting him in a situation where he's sexist. Fair enough. If he, if he, if he, okay. yeah, yeah. Now, now you're putting me in a position. Lay where on. I'm sexist. Lay <laughs> on. He, he just did it right now. 
It doesn't matter. Whatever. Uh, uh, somebody yeah. who's not Mike Smith. It's, not a, a, it's, a, it's a fair. It's a fair point, and it's a fair question. Um, I prefer to have someone who's ridden the horse before, especially someone who's uh, ridden the horse in the morning. Uh, these top tier jockeys, you know, they don't always ride in the mornings, but when they do, it's because they have a long term commitment commitment with somebody. But if you're asking me if I'd rather have Katie Davis or Mike Smith, sorry, Katie, going with Money Mike. Well, I think that's a fair thing, but, 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 but you're saying, yeah, it, it's a weird thing. And, and we if you, if you want to talk about female, if you want to talk about female jockeys that I wouldn't substitute anybody, Sophie Doyle, I'll take Sophie Doyle all day, every day. Don't even yeah. ask me any questions. She's on. Agreed. All right. Every time, every time. She's pretty, uh, pretty phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. So Mike Smith and Sophie Doyle walk up to you and say, I want to ride your horse. You go to Sophie Doyle. Uh, I don't think I've ever had a conversation he with Mike said, Smith. Don't and ask had, me any questions. Yeah, I've, I've never, yeah. never had a conversation with Mike Smith, and I've had conversations with Sophie Doyle. So I'll go with Sophie. There we go. Did you hear wow. that, Mike Smith? You hear that, Mike? Show. Yeah. Ryan, wow. horse, you'll <laughs> never ride. Please, Mike, write in right now and be like, Mike's never riding a Ryan Dickey horse. Yeah. I was going to fly not. out to ride your horse, and right. it's made in win, and never mind. Now. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness! All right. This is why. This is why I've never won a race. <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. No, absolutely. Great. All right. Well, Tom, um, what, what, what are you? Uh, so, what are you playing? You're going with concert tour. Um, I see. Medina, Rombauer, and concert tour. Yeah. So you're gonna, you know, big on concert tour. Are we going with that? Uh, are you, are you really? They, they're up? just watering the track behind me. I didn't, I didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry. They're what on the track? They're watering. They're, they're watering, watering the track. I, I didn't know what he said. I thought they were said they're demolishing the track, which made sense. Uh, cut that out, please. I <laughs> Mark's going to hate me. Uh, it was a joke. Yeah. yeah no, they can't all be Santa Anita, Randy. I know. I know. I'm such a snob now, aren't I? Right. You're such a, you are a snob. Come on. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, so you're playing. You're, you're, you're... Yeah, so uh, Medina, uh, Bourbon, Rumbauer, and uh, Concert Tour, or, or who I'm looking at. Yep. Uh, right. In one way, shape, or form. Um, just uh, real quick, I've got my, I don't know when we're airing this, but Black Eyed Susan, uh, that 10 that ran at the Santa Anita Oaks, beautiful gift I really like. I don't know if you're familiar with that one, guys. Baffert uh, Horse, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, I like uh, uh, Ice oh, Monte right as well, the six. And my bomber, I have the three. Uh, Spritz, I think the name is. Um, so, yeah, six, ten, three on the Black Eyed Susan. All right. And we'll edit that out um, and make it <laughs> I'm sure. sound different because it might come out later. So well, um, Unless it wins, then keep it in there. Right. Yeah. Well, sure. no, I, of course, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I got it. And we'll just be like, it'll be my voice being like, Andy, uh, yeah. yeah. So That's think- fine. No, no, um, it's all staying in. All right, Tom. I to put it out there in case I actually was right. Yeah, exactly. You have to put it Sorry, that's me. Tom is putting it out there. But Tom, thanks so much for jumping on our show. Why don't you tell everybody where they can follow you, where they can catch you? I know you're going live Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tom and Tom Racing on Twitter. Uh, just starting to fool around with Instagram as well. You can find me there with Tom and Tom Racing uh, on Instagram. Uh, I, I'm going to be on, uh, we're going to be starting at 1015 on pub sports radio on Saturday, handicapping, obviously Pimlico, Churchill, 
Belmont, uh, but obviously with a big eye on Pimlico, going all day, all night, probably do some Santa Anita as well. So we might have to try to hook up with you guys uh, live if we can. Um, but yeah, we're going to be doing that on Pub Sports Radio. And we start racing here at Delaware Park. And yeah, look for some content, some some pictures and all kinds of little videos from me from here. Uh, you know, can't, can't forget about our mid-Atlantic racing. Absolutely. Exactly. A quick question about Delaware Park, and this is not me making fun of it at all. Um, do they still do steeplechase races there? No, but they do the Arabians. Okay. Okay. Right, the the Arabians every Saturday, which is pretty damn cool. It's the last race, just such a different way. It's like um, Pimlico did it. Yes, it's doing it today, but they do a lot. I think Pimlico does, um, I think, uh, some type of other foreign racing. It's not always uh, chilly. Uh, the horses from Chile, Pimlico does. It's just a different oh. way of racing. But yeah, every Saturday the last race. Um, but no, they, we haven't done we haven't done steeplechase here for a while. I always when I bet Arabian horses, I don't know they're Arabian a lot because I'm just that much of a degenerate. And I'll look at the quarters and be like, "What is going on?" <laughs> I do. It is a true yeah. story. And if you've never bet Arabian horses, you'll know what I mean. You're just like, "What? Wait." This is, they're chasing a slow pace here. <laughs> yeah, they really are. They, they look the same. It looks the same. <laughs> but it's so different, yeah. I mean, different jockeys, different. It's, it's, it's not like they, they, they plop on um, any, any jock from here. They have their own jockeys. It's, it's, it's uh, because they wouldn't know how to ride it. I feel like the Ortiz brothers would jump on right now and be like, last race, I got you. Right. Yeah. Right now. Why not? Uh, and I'm sure the integrity of that race would be completely intact. <laughs> <laughs> what would the odds be if you had an Arabian horse that like the last thing and one of the Ortiz brothers jumped on the Arabian horse? <laughs> I don't know. I, well, that's the, the the pick five or the pick six today has that Arabian race in. It's crazy. You, you, okay, you, you did the Pimlico special. You did the um, you did the Black Eyed Susan. Oh. Shit, you have to do the Arabian race. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It's not. It's not part of it. It's not. I would part say of it. that's tomorrow. Really weird if uh, they yeah, did that. Really that would are. totally trick everybody yeah. because it's such a different thing. No, it's just today. It's just a claiming. Today it's just like a claimer. claimer the, yeah. the race after the uh, the race after the Black Eyed Sioux. No, but you know, thank you, Tom. Uh, and uh, you know, yeah, good luck on me on Delaware Park. For I, I, I do have a soft spot in my heart for that track. Um, uh, I, Sounds uh, like it. Yeah, no, I really do. I, really, I, can, see, I, really I, I can see little yeah. images can, of uh, little Randy walking around here in the paddock area as we speak. You probably yeah, asking, you know, asking his dad walking around, going to the crowd, and probably I wouldn't yeah. ask his dad for two dollars for to, <laughs> to, to bet on a Ramon Dominguez horse or something. Oh well, Tom, thanks for coming on our show. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, guys. Good luck. Good luck thanks. tomorrow with Santa Anita. Uh, hopefully, we can hook up at some point uh, tomorrow, even for you know quick. A quick clip when you when y'all are live aj yeah, it's actually I mean, nice to see you i haven't seen you in a while so um and and ryan uh you know i guess we're cousins now is that it because you have the same yeah. step cousins no ryan's a okay. step brother step clown okay right that's All right. that's cool that's cool fist bump bro <laughs> See everybody. Thanks for having yeah. me on. Thanks, Love Tom. Have fun, everybody. Good Thanks, luck. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you. All right, everybody. Um, we have a very special guest. You've seen Best him guest. Best guest we'll have all day. Absolutely. You heard it straight from Ryan Dickey. When Ryan Dickey says that, he means it. By the, well, by the way, by the way, well, by the way, he does not lie. And this is Chip Gerke. Dr. 
Derby. He's been on our show many times now. Um, and also he's with Horse Racing Nation. We do division rankings with him. It's a great time. He picked Medina Spirit. Let's just throw that out there. Ryan did too, I think. I did. Right? He did, yeah. yes. Ryan, Big Gary, and yourself were the ones on Medina Spirit. So now everybody's waiting for what Dr. Derby, we're calling Dr. Preakness today. The Preakness Proctash, what would I say? I can't say it. Not proctologist is not. That's not where you're going. Practitioner. 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 I couldn't say the word. Practitioner is what you were going for. Now, yes. <laughs> the freakness proctologist. Yeah. That's I great. Said that. Is that Twitter? Ta- is that Twitter handle available? Because I might take it. <laughs> um, yeah. Back. So now he's not Doctor Derby. He's the freakness practitioner, and that is Chip Gerke. Chip, thanks for coming on again. We're excited to talk to you about the freakness. Yeah. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. I feel like we have to thank people way more for coming back. But um, honestly, Chip, uh, so Preakness, I know you uh, a little bit, we're not trying to get into it that much with the Baffert thing, but you did just put an article. um, If you want to touch base with that real quick before we get into your picks, uh, feel free if you if you have anything to say to the crowd out there. Uh, No, I mean, the the the. The article, the, the this week's rankings, that what I wrote kind of speaks for itself. Uh, I just gave my thoughts on it and absolutely don't believe it was malicious. And it was not, uh, it did not aid in Medina Spirit winning the Kentucky Derby. I'm aware it's a rule. I'm aware the rule may be broken and I'm aware there's consequences. I get it all. And I'm aware that there was some poor mismanagement uh, by his connections, mainly the trainer and his assistants, by not realizing this this uh, substance was in the, what they're saying, the ointment that was applied to his uh, hind leg for a skin condition, which up to the day of the Derby. So I, I, I don't believe this is malicious. I don't believe it aided him. And I'm just surprised at the reaction of some within the industry. And for sure, obviously of the public reaction by people, the media outside of the industry, when they're calling it cheating and he's on steroids, which I don't think either is, is accurate. And, uh, uh, and I maybe threw out some comparisons uh, for some people that are enraged within the industry itself. I, I think they're a little hypocritical. Uh, I went into some detail about Dubai, the Dubai World Cup and the Saudi Cup and um, some interesting um, uh, comparisons there, uh, how a lot of people in racing have no problem looking forward to those races and sending their horses over there. But there's some underlying um, there's some underlying dealings there with the the people that run that event and actually own horses uh, in the industry specifically own essential quality. So, you know, whatever they, the people could read for, read it themselves. Uh, those are my opinions. In the case of Dubai and uh, Saudi, those are fact facts. And uh, they're not talked about in racing very often because uh, these locales put, pour a lot of money into the sport. So I think that's one of the main, main reasons why you don't ever hear racing media uh, bring that stuff up. So. Absolutely. So a little teaser for that. Go and read it. Um, I'm interested. Um, I already read it, but um, I'm interested now, but that makes me want to reread it. But go out there and read it. HorseRacingNation.com. Chip Gerke writes about that and um, say how you feel about it. All right. Chip, what's going on in the Preakness, buddy? I w- I, do we get to hear Ryan's pick first? or No. <clears throat> oh, no, we do that right. later. No, you don't no. get to copy Ryan. Hey, I'll tell you what. Uh, just, you know, a little hint from me to you. I'm going to take a Baffert horse. Okay. All right. I think I know where you're headed, but well, so we might disagree, but that's okay. That's, that's part of the game. Uh, so you want to just know, I mean, obviously I, I, I love Medina spirit in the spot. He has no idea about what's going on. Um, 
I look at this race and I looked at the past performances again today. Um, and this concert tour, the other Baffert trained horse that drew the outside post, uh, scare me in this race. Not really, actually. I, I'm not, I'm not scared of concert, whether he goes to the lead or stalks or whether Marina spirit doesn't get the lead. I'm, I'm really not that concerned. I w- loved concert tour, ironically enough, after his rebel, but his Arkansas Derby when he didn't get the lead, although I, I'm not sure Concentra really needs the lead. Um, I'm not sure he wants to go this far. I know his pedigree says he does, but um, that Arkansas Derby was just, it was a poor race. Did he bounce? I don't know. His race before the rebel was, it was a tough race and, and he ran good in the rebel. So um, my pick is Medina spirit. I'm very confident in this pick again, um, more so than the Kentucky Derby. And uh I don't think he needs to get the lead. I think he could stalk. I look at the other horses in the race and on paper, Medina spirits worst race of the year is faster than the best of anybody else in the field. Um, so does a two weeks uh, layoff scare me? No, I think that Kentucky Derby horses thrive uh, in these uh, conditions. We have three of them coming back uh, mid- uh, midnight bourbon and keep me in mind as well. So I looked at uh, uh, Medina Spirit here. He will not be two to five like Justify in 2018. I predict uh, Medina Spirit will probably go off nine to five. He could he could slide higher depending on how the general public bets you know looks at this race. You know, a lot of people might not bet him that may have bet him before. So we could. I mean, I hate. To, I don't know, Ryan. I don't. Do you think he can go to two to one? I, I don't think so, but. You yeah, do. I do. Okay. I I really do. Uh, and I think it's going to be because of the public money. I think a lot of people are going to say, oh, he had drugs in his system for the Kentucky Derby. And now he did a pre-race and he doesn't. So there's no way he's going to win. Uh, there's a good chance he's going to win. A That's really good chance. A two to one chance for sure. Yeah. So I, I, I look at this uh, also. I just think Bob Baffert badly wants to win this with Medina spirit, the, the, the whole stable, the connections, they really need, he needs to run well. He doesn't have to win right to, to save face, but winning would be huge for Baffert and the connections. Now, all that aside, I like him on top. Uh, my tickets are pretty straightforward. I'm not even screwing around with handicapping some of the, I mean, I handicapped it, but I'm not screwing around. So if you do a dollar, try Medina spirits, single them on top, go all, all, it's uh, $72. People think, okay, it's $72. Well, if you really are that confident in Medina spirit, you're going to be fine. I mean, just to give you an example, in 2018, Justify won at two to five and that dollar try paid roughly 150 bucks, $148. So this is going to pay more than that. Okay. In my, in my opinion, I think it's going to pay more. And I also think you can go Superfecta, Medina spirit, uh, 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 I'm personally, I'm going Medina spirit, six horses, deep, six horses, deep, seven horses, deep. That's $75 for a, a 50 cent super, not a 10 cent, a 50 cent. And I definitely think you're going to see if Medina spirit wins a, a big return on investment there. If you like another horse in this race um, to save face, I don't think Medina spirit will be off the board. Right. So I will back this up and pick another right on top Medina spirit, single them in the second spot, then go the entire field in the third spot. And that's eight bucks for, for a dollar try. And I'll do the same with the, uh, another horse, the entire field in second and uh, Medina spirit, the third spot, again, $8. And uh, lastly, I'll definitely take the three Derby horses, right? We've seen this before where the Derby horses dominate and come back to the practice and I'll box them in a try for six bucks an hour. Try with Medina spirit. Keep me in mind and uh, midnight bourbon. So there's a lot of, if you like Medina spirit, I think you can make money in this race. 
Wow. That's fantastic, Chip. And uh, I just have to ask, when you said, I got to ask, when you said another horse, mm. who's that another horse? That you uh, with Medina Spirit on the board. I'm putting it on so, the spot. Yeah, so, so I've looked at the field, right? And uh, going through the field, I, I don't think, you know, Ram, keep me, uh, keep me in mind, uh, can win. Uh, I know a lot of people like Midnight Bourbon. Um, I don't think he can win this race. That's just my take on a Midnight Bourbon. I think he's a very good horse. He's never been off the board, but um, I don't like him to win in this race. The four horse crowded trade interests me a little. He has a figure. He's he, uh, figure guys really like him to a degree. I'm not sure he's going to be liking the distance. Um, kind of fits the profile of cloud computing from uh, a couple years back. Um, that's a horse I'm looking at is the number four uh, crowded trade. Um, and obviously of the rest of the field between Rombauer, uh, the Japanese horse, Unbridled Honor, uh, I don't like any of them. So obviously the other one I, I would consider would be Concertor. So I look at Concertor this way. I think he, he either will win or be off the board. That's kind of how I look at Concertor. So it's going to be between one of those two as the, that other horse, you know, I put on top. Uh, so it sounds Chip, to me, yeah, go ahead. No, how do you think, given everything that's going on with Medina Spirit, I mean, are people going to overbet this horse? Are they going to, is he going to be overlay? You think overlay? Yeah. That that's because well, Ryan, I, Ryan, Ryan says two to one. Well, to me, the Derby winner coming back where the second, third and fourth place finishers are not coming back from the Derby. If, if Medina Spirit's let off a two to one, I absolutely think that's an overlay. Yeah, and I, you know, the worst thing for horse racing, and I'll go there again. If Medina Spirit runs last here and tests clean, <laughs> it's going to yeah. be terrible. Like, I almost feel like yeah. we need to vote for Medina Spirit, even though it's ridiculous. Oh, no. Even it's well, ridiculous. I think I said this on our on um, the show with Chip the other week. I, I'm so rooting for Medina Spirit because I think it'll be absolutely fucking electric. <laughs> if you've got a horse... With this, with this controversy going on at the Derby, and he is two for two in the Triple Crown. Oh man, that's great! I, I know. <laughs> I uh, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to ask Ryan a question about about this, and I, I just lost my train of thought. But uh, darn. Oh yeah. So oh, the, here we the, go. the public, the public uh, uh, betting him. Absolutely, I think he's Ryan's right. There's going to be a lot of people that read, especially your fans that go to the Preakness that or maybe just bet this race, you know, once a year or something, they'll just read the news from the mainstream media and they won't bet them. Yeah. So in a way, if you're a big backer of Medina spirit, this could work in your favor. You, you you're definitely going to get better odds of Medina spirit than you would have. If, if this had not, not happened, I think Medina spirit is six to five. Yep. I concur completely. So we're, we're saying a horse will be an overlay because people are just that ignorant. Yeah. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, it's always remember if a horse is an overlay, it means he's under bet. If a horse yes. is an underlay, it means he's over yes. bet. Yeah. Yes. And Ryan, and guys, yes. this reminds me a lot of uh, Maximum Security's comeback race with Baffert, his first yes. comeback race. It reminds me very much where, yeah, I was kind of sitting on pins and needles. A lot of racing, racing as a, as a whole was sitting on pins and needles going into that first start back, which I believe was the San Diego handicap. What is he going to do? You know? A lot of people needed him to win that race. He did, and he did win the Pacific Classic. Uh, so thankfully, he came back. So this is interesting. But th that was a different situation. This one, I'm not at all worried, really, about 
about him running. He's run every single career race that he's had. Every single race in his career has been good. So speaking of maximum security, when's, when's the next time we're going to have a normal Derby? I mean, we went 2019 with the uh, DQ. We went yeah. uh, in the fall in 2020 yep. and now we have yep. this. Can we just get a normal Kentucky Derby, please? No. What fun is that? <laughs> oh, the last one's justify. Unbelievable. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is that is weird when you think about it. That is that, that is, is crazy. Good. And was that one even normal after the whole yeah. San Anita oh, Derby well, right, controversy right. too? Well, that that yeah. came later, right, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, much later. Yeah, uh, that is that is you're you're right. I guess when obviously COVID and Baffer or Baffer are involved, we're we're just <laughs> never gonna see another one because yeah. next year if he wins with a with a three year old it's going to be something about the derby oh, i'm not God. saying it's going to be whatever but you you know like i mean it's not like everyone's pulling their horses from the baffert barn okay stop with that <laughs> uh, this will follow him make no mistake and i know you guys will agree this is going to follow him now no matter what happens to this next year he brings a horse back to the derby guarantee this is talked about Oh, oh sure. yeah, 100%. That's why I like at what point does Bob just take his money and run? Be done, retire, move on. That's like um, he has the titles, he, he's made a really nice living off of it. You never know. And to the yeah. and to the media, everybody out there, and they don't do it with anything. No one does it with anything. And 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 Chip, you're with the media, and I'm sure you will do this. For every time we report something bad about somebody and they get cleared. I want as many articles or in the same bold print as you did if they get cleared. And that's with everything in the, with the media. And it's the biggest shame of all. Mm -hmm. Something bad happens, you're on the front page. Something good happens, you either don't make the paper, you're buried in the back. And it makes no sense. Um, yeah, I didn't. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I'm sure you, this happened to you guys. So I found out about the Medina Spirit situation uh, driving, a friend texted me that, that doesn't follow racing, right? He maybe once a year, twice a year, right? Uh, texted me a screenshot of whatever hit the headline, right? Cause I had not looked at my phone. He's the one who told me, then I got other people texting me. Hey, the Derby horse cheated, you know, that don't aren't involved in racing. Of course, you know, I yeah. had to set them, set them straight to a degree, but there hasn't been a day that goes by. They haven't some had someone come up to me that has never talked to me about racing uh bring this up yeah yeah and they're not and those same people if he gets cleared or even what's going on yeah. right now they'll, they'll not even know they won't that's know. The, that's they the thing because know. you had all these fox news alerts on people's phones with this or or cnn whatever whatever news media app you have they, those same outlets will not put out these uh breaking news alerts no. if he ends up not being disqualified and not being found yeah. to have any malicious intent. There will be no alerts. Yeah, not at all. Fake news. Uh. <laughs> I feel like AJ's biting his tongue a little bit. No, he's just on the side. You can't well, see his eyes because you know I, I was a little upset because um, my one got taken down in the first at Belmont. <laughs> the one shot. So I've been a little mad, but also there's so many people I want to call out from social media to sports illustrated um what's his name rosen rosenberg who writes for sports illustrated made this big article and i read it and i got red in the face i was so i was so pissed off reading this article because you know this dude knows absolutely nothing about racing whatsoever and he's going over all these scenarios he's using the word steroid which again is just i mean 
that's the biggest fake news there is when people talk about, you know, oh, this horse is on steroids. Barstool Sports did it. Um, Sports Illustrated. ESPN did it. All these people who just know nothing, who don't even bother to do the research on what is actually going on, just, you know, smear Bob Baffert, which is, I mean, it's no different than when, you know, Belichick and Spygate and Deflategate and all that stuff. When you have this dynasty going on, the one thing you want to do is take it down. Like that's that that's when you have the opportunity, that's what you do when you're a writer. Look at Adam Schefter. Like, fuck that guy. After after all the all the all the accusations and things he talked about with Aaron Rodgers, then we find out, well, it was just I kind of assumed some th- some things is what he is what he ended up saying. So it, it's just one of those things where, and you're right. If the split sample comes back, or we find out the real story, or actually what happened, whether it's the Automax or whatever, all these people who now consider Bob Baffert like this biggest shame in horse racing will never know the difference. And when we come back next year, Bob ba- Bob Baffert's going to have a horse in the Derby next year. Let's be real; like he's he's gonna like we know this, and we're going to have to go through this whole story again. I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, we, we did a whole, uh, we always did our Satan bit when Satan talks to us. And we jokingly always said that Bob Baffert was his favorite trainer and we did whatever. Now I feel like we can't even do Like, I feel bad now. Like, I don't feel bad for doing it, but I feel bad for doing it now because it was a joke before. And listen, Ryan Dickey, I will say right now, was lost his damn mind. I don't know. You guys all know. Ryan will admit this about Bob Baffert and we're all here almost sticking up for Bob Baffert. So that should tell everybody something <laughs> right there. He won money on the Dean Spirit. If you can't beat him, join him. That's my theory. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, I kind of I kind of took that same looking at Medina Spirit when I was well, obviously I was I loved him in the weeks leading, but then I'm like, well, and additionally he's trained by Baffert. And here we go, you know. And he yeah. was so well, so this Ch- chip you, you did mention that you thought that even if the split sample comes back positive, that he shouldn't be disqualified. I do right. disagree with that. Yeah. If it does come back positive, this horse did have a substance that is outlawed in the state of in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Sorry, I almost called it a state. I like, I I, like I know. that. Nice because look, they this is illegal. This is an illegal stuff. Like, there's no way around that. I get the circumstances no, get suck, but to think that. I agree. He should be disqualified. Mandela should be the winner. That that's just to me. That's black and white. Yeah, he did fail the and, drug and, test. It's and, black and white. However, the Preakness and Belmont should not be out out of the conversation for him. Right. That was no. one race. If he, I mean, if he's if he's coming back clean, which I can I, I can only imagine he will in, in those next races if he runs in the Preakness and Belmont. Um, he shouldn't be disqualified. Baffert should get his fine. Get his you know whatever they decide um it's it's obviously a problem they can't just look past that um because there was negligence on the part of baffert and the vet and everything going on that led up to the derby because if you put something in your horse you gotta know what's in it so he shouldn't be disqualified yes from the derby but it shouldn't affect anything going forward for this horse no it hasn't didn't affect charlottes and ergamine when they had positive no it's just it's just what happened and i'm not going to deny i'm not going to disagree i mean it, the rule's the rule, right? Mm-hmm. I just think that the rules need to be in the situations like the, this need a, a governing body to interpret the yeah. severity before. I don't think it should just be a blanket. Like you break it, that's it. it could, there could be a lot of reasons as to why it happened. So 
I don't know. And that's something that's, that's a totally separate conversation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Even look at the fact of like a UFC fighter, if you have asthma, I believe you can use your inhaler like between rounds. You can't do that if you don't have asthma. So, I mean, right. if you even like, I'm not saying you would ever do this because it doesn't help the horse, but if the horse had a rash, you're helping the horse with yep. a rash. Oh. You know what I mean? It's not helping you win in a fight when you use your inhaler, when you have asthma. <laughs> right. But, but, but in, in, the, in that regard, you know, going into that fight that this, this fighter has asthma and he's on this medication. Exactly. That's what this, I mean. this situation. We didn't, well, I mean, it wasn't made aware by the Kentucky racing board prior to the thing that like, it's got a rash. We've you're, been using this you're and, right, they can, and they can exclude that. And that's, that's what I'm saying. The Bamford. negligence, not Baffert is. They yep, didn't you're right. Tell, you're right, right. I figured they'd tell them everything the vet puts on them. No, they didn't. So you're saying that a horse that doesn't have a thyroid problem shouldn't be getting medication for thyroid problems? No, I no, don't think they he can should. But you need, no, but that needs shouldn't. to be made aware of a, have a thyroid problem. Race. Shouldn't get should thyroid not. medication. And a very prominent trainer, trainer, in fact, the one we're talking about right now, uh, also was found giving some horses uh, thyroid medication, and that thyroid medication was not necessary for the horses, and some of them died. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a problem. That's a big problem in my yeah. mind. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that'd be once again, like you're yeah. hurting the horse or you're trying to gain an advantage. Whole different ballgame, you know, but if you're doing something to actually help the horse, right. because listen, if he had it back, I'm sure he'd be like, live with the rash. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we'll clear this up later. Like, it's a rash. Right. You know, let's put some uh, tea tree oil on it. Even though that <laughs> rest, I don't know, but we need to go more organic with this stuff. I think we're going to go. We go. Yeah. I'm very woke. You are. <laughs> so I hear. <laughs> but I that's that's yeah. the word on the street, right? That's, yeah. Something like that. That's funny. Uh, all, all right, right Chip. So, Chip, we're going Medina Spirit Strong. Yes. Barbarian Medina Spirit. Um, all right. Fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on him. How I will pick one of the two I mentioned, Crowder Trader Concentura, as a backup to throw on top with if Medina spirits off the board, I'm, I'm not winning anything, but right. if he hits the board and one of my other horses wins, whether it be crowded trade or concertura, I'm not sure. I'm not going to go with both. I'm going to pick one. Uh, I should at least get money back or win something, but obviously if Medina spirit wins, uh, we'll be in good shape. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Chip. And that was, right. uh, yeah, I know we've got a little long winded with, with the explanation, but I know we're all, it's a hot topic, obviously. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's good to talk about. Hard to do you. a Preakness show and not talk about that. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, you don't feel like avoiding yeah. it, like the elephant in the room. But all right, so all right, so Chip, tell everybody where they can catch you. We uh, know well, horse racing nation. Yeah, horse horse nation dot com. Uh, obviously, great content out there. Uh, Ryan's aware of it. You know, well aware of it as well. well so every day, anything news wise, you can catch out there. As far as me, usually every Thursday, you'll see division rankings where I'll update each division with uh the year-end eclipse awards in mind and uh and usually we'll write a piece revolving around a horse or a subject line that's going on at the time all right perfect awesome fantastic and we'll see you soon uh yep we're gonna try to get our division rankings things going again and that was a lot of fun last time we did that check it out if you haven't right. seen it always check out you know if you like to read uh you know like some people uh <laughs> definitely chip chip's article he does write great things about it horse racing nation check him out chip kirky thank you chip thank you chip. thanks, thanks guys. chip all right thanks the best guest that we will have all day on this show bar none absolutely and vic when ryan says that he means it
He doesn't uh, throw that around lightly. <laughs> no, I, I, I instantaneously know that I'm the only guest you're having. But, uh, you can figure that out. <laughs> or, or he says that to everybody. One of the two, Vic. Um, but no, Vic Stoffer, um, always uh, glad to have you on. Been on here. Uh, veteran on the Triple Clowns. Yep. And always happy. Uh, Oaklawn Park announcer. Um, obviously, uh, what did I call him before? The the man of a hundred great race calls or something mm. like that. I don't know. I had some silly nickname that obviously it didn't stick it with didn't me. Stick. But uh, no, but the, very but, memorable. Yeah, yeah, no, but the, the but obviously the man, my my favorite announcer. I'll say that out loud. Even though we've got other announcers on there. Vic Stoffer, um, fresh off the meat of Oakland, hanging out in Arkansas, doing his thing. Vic, thank you for coming on to the Triple Clowns and talking to Preakness with us. It's my pleasure, guys. Um, I uh, I remain a big fan. I check out all your stuff, and uh, I'm always oh, here. So for you're it, that man. person. I'm the one guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. We figured him out. There never is. miss your show. Never see it. Never miss it. There it is. And everybody's question out there is number one, Vic. What shade of lipstick are you wearing right now? Well, it tends to change. Um, <laughs> the third. Friday of every month, I'm Mrs. Phyllis Levine for a couple of hours. <laughs> so when I do that, you know, it can be anywhere. But uh, right now, it's just a, you know, a little glossy action going on. Oh, yeah. okay. I like it. All right, good. We wanted the visual because we can't see. Is it wanted the visual? Hey, you don't uh, want to see me. <laughs> so, so much. Yeah. So much for Randy being woke. <laughs> exactly. H hang on. I'll, I'll prove it to you. Oh, wait. This could be great. He's gonna come on with lipstick on. This might this ah. might be uh, no lipstick. <laughs> hey, no lipstick. Blow us a kiss, Vic. Blow us a kiss so we can see. <laughs> I knew. I told you you didn't want to see me. This is great. Oh, never dull moment here at the Triple no. especially no. with Vic Stoffer. Ryan did be shaking his head like I've never been involved in this interview sure. yet. Oh yeah, I did. They call him the goof on the roof for a reason. Yes, they do. Absolutely. So let's talk, <laughs> let's let's talk Preakness, Vic. Um, uh, how's this race going to break down? What do you think is going to happen? Any comments or anything like that? What, what do you think is going to go on here at the Preakness? Well, there's a couple of things that 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 kind of jump off the page. Uh, I I think, and one is is that there's not a whole heck of a lot of speed in the race um, <clears throat> because you know that Medina Spirit and Concert Tour are not going to both go. Um, I would expect that concert tour, since the only way he's won is to go to the front and outrun him that way. And since he's drawn in the 10 hole and doesn't want to give up ground at the first turn, I would expect that his instructions from Baffert to Mike Smith will be to go and put pressure on. If that's the case, you don't want to have the horse that you're pressuring be Medina spirit, uh, because that would be stupid. And, and that's not going to happen, especially with Velasquez. And um, so I don't think you're going to, if Medina Spirit wins the race, I don't think you're going to see it be the way he won the Derby, which was being in front all the way around. Um, because I think at the end of the day, they probably think that they know that one of the two horses has to sit off the pace. They know that. And so I think that they're saying to themselves, which one would be more suited to winning the race 
if he has to sit and finish rather than just taking it to them every step? And the answer would have to be Medina Spirit because the only two times that concertours won the race, won a race, he's went right to the front and just basically run them off their feet. So that's the first dynamic that comes into play. But then after that, the real question is who sits the best trip? And I think it's Midnight Bourbon. Uh, here's a horse that showed a lot of speed in all of his races until the Kentucky Derby and past performance lines in a race like the Kentucky Derby can oftentimes not look anything like anything that's happened before or after the race. Well, Midnight Berman got knocked around a little bit at the start and he was mid-pack all the way around and then picked up some tiring horses to finish sixth. But if you go to his races before that, he was on or near the lead in the Louisiana Derby. He was right there pressing the pace in the Risen Star. He was in front all the way in the Lecomte and he laid third in the Champagne when he finished uh, third to Jackie's Warrior. Um, so the first aspect of it is trips. And that being said, I think the horse that gets the best trip and who will also be least affected by an adverse trip because of the way Asmussen trains, he trains all of his horses in company. He gets them used to having other horses around them. As a matter of fact, he gets it to where they like it. Um, so the horse that probably gets the best trip is Midnight Bourbon. So we're going, so Vic, we're going with Midnight Bourbon on, on this. Are you going to play him on your tickets on top? Yeah, I think I am. Um, as you guys know, I look at Thoroughgraph and there are only two horses in this race that you can almost for sure say that they're going to run their best race of their career because some of them have run very, very fast early in their career to get them onto the derby trail, like the two Chad Brown horses who crapped out in the wood. And then you have horses that like Concert Tour, who interestingly enough, has never really been all that fast. However, he's got a pattern having skipped the Kentucky Derby, which I think for this particular horse was genius to do. He had no shot in that race. He's a major player in this race. Concert Tour and Midbite Bourbon are the two horses that I can conclusively say are going to run their best race. Neither one of those horses has ever gone backwards. Midnight Bourbon is quite a bit faster on numbers than Concert Tour, but his pattern is phenomenal. I mean, he's run eight times and each race was incrementally just a little bit faster than the one before. So I am sure he's going to run a new top. And if he does run a new top, he is right there on the money. Right now, he's about a point and a half slower than Medina Spirit. But Medina Spirit took a big jump forward from all of his races before, before the Derby. And so coming back off a big top two weeks later, he has a real feel of a horse that might regress or bounce or go back to the level that he was at before the Derby. Asmussen does not have to run this horse in the Preakness. He doesn't. And he is a guy that looks days, weeks, months, and years ahead for where he's going to place his horses. The fact that he got him back to the barn and liked what he saw and liked the way he was training and decided to run an elite three-year-old back in two weeks, to me, 
says volumes. The only time anybody with a brain would run an elite three-year-old back in two weeks rest is if A, he won the Kentucky Derby, so therefore he's still alive for the Triple Crown, or B, he's doing so good that you say, all right, son, you earned your way in. I'm going to do this. You don't have to. You can see all of the other horses like Essential Quality and those horses. They're, they're like, are you nuts? We're not going to run in this race. We'll wait five weeks, let the other one stagger into Belmont, and we'll be ready there pissing, pissing vinegar. So the fact that, that Asmussen does run this horse back in two weeks is huge. He's going to get the right trip. He's not, he's going to run a top. He's got IRAD. He's five to one. Frankly, I think he might even be a bit, a little bit bigger than five to one. I think people might go price shopping a little bit more, uh, but he'll be every bit of five to one. And yeah, he's, he's, he's my pick to win the Preakness. Oh, I like that. I like it. I like it. Uh, guys, any questions on what Vic, any of his things? Ryan? Yeah. I do. I do. Vic, you had first row seat at watching concert tour in the Rebel and then in the Arkansas Derby. Looks like two completely different horses. Uh, you think that that Arkansas Derby was just a bounce and he's ready to move forward now? I know for a fact that it wasn't. Uh, he okay. ran the exact same race on Thoroughgraph in the Rebel and in the Arkansas Derby, he ran the exact same number. He paired four and a half. What happened to him in the Arkansas Derby is that some of the other horses that weren't quite as fast as him going in, not only became as fast as him, but became faster. Uh, Superstock before the race, the rest, the best that he had ever run was a seven on Thoroughgraph. He ran a three in the Arkansas Derby. Going into the race, Concert Tour had run a four and a half in the Rebel, and he paired it in the Arkansas Derby. So he didn't go forward. Superstock did, and also took advantage of a tremendous trip. So Concert Tour was a very good bet against in the Arkansas Derby for the very same reason why he's far from a cinch in this race, and that is he's never really been all that fast. Um there are every horse in this race, virtually every horse in this race has run at least as fast at some point in their career as concert tour. However, that being said, concert tours pattern is says, boom, that he is going to run a huge race. If they were going to run this mile in 316 straight and I got the same price on both concert tour and midnight bourbon, I'd take concert tour, but they're not going to run it straight. And I'm not going to get the same price. <laughs> He's going to get a better trip concert tour. There's only two things that can happen. One gun Smith has guns him out of there and get crosses and clears and gets to the rail, which is what I actually think they're going to do with him. Or he's wide on both turns. Either one of those is a kind of a shaky scenario where midnight bourbon is trip through. He's totally what I call trip proof. And that is, it doesn't matter what happens in the first part of the race. It's okay for him. Because if nobody goes, he's shown that he can gallop along right on or near the lead and be very, very tough. If one goes, okay, he'll sit second or third and gallop along, get a nice high cruising speed and make his run from the three-eighths pole home. If several go, that's okay too, because he's shown that he's tractable that he can sit in and amongst horses like he did in the Derby and still pass horses late. He is trip proof. 
He's a bigger price than concert tour, and that's why he's he's got to be the selection for me. Wow. All right. I don't like that. Yeah. I like that breakdown. Uh, yeah, you made right. your case to me right there. I don't even know yeah. what to say. Uh, well, I have Midnight Bourbon in my derby top five from, I think, the beginning. And then I did pick him, you know, him, Hot Rod, and then Medina in the derby. Um, and I was going to take Medina again, or excuse me, at Midnight here again as well. Way to uh, throw that out there before we take our picks. Well, I have a few so. others I was going to put in there. So <laughs> I'm not giving them all. I'm just giving them like a preview. All right. You've never been very good at the tease. No. No, I don't know. No, a very fast reply. <laughs> yeah, you might want to. <laughs> um, no, thank, thank you, Vic, for that. That yeah. was a great breakdown. Uh, any other questions on Vic on that? I think that was a good question that Ryan yeah. said. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, somebody who's right there for a concert tour. Exactly. So that's saying yeah. something. Um, no, I think that was that was really, really great, Vic. Um, and if you guys don't have anything else, I would like to ask Vic. Um, if you wouldn't mind, if talking about the Arkansas racetrack chaplaincy and the um, what what you're doing for that and raising funds for that and and how and where people can donate. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys um, letting me talk about this. Um, COVID completely crushed out the chaplaincy because the last two years we have a banquet a huge banquet that horsemen from around the country, horse players, everybody in, in Hot Springs, they all come to it and we raise lots of money for the chaplaincy. We haven't had the banquet the last two years and it's been crushing for them and it's because of COVID. Their work that they do is not just when we are running at Oakland, it is year round. And they serve the race trackers, but also the Hot Springs community. And so the work that they do is so incredibly vital to so many people that are not even necessarily affiliated with the racetrack itself and the programs that they have, the, uh, the different kinds of situations where they have doctors and nurses and practitioners and all of that come and they make care available to people that don't have insurance and can do things like that. And from food drives to to everything and it's really a two-man crew it's Robbie and Rich Heffington and we were lucky enough to put together a little contest between Nancy and myself it got a little bit of traction and uh, then a couple of people stepped up and really made big donations uh, I'd like to I'd like to recognize some people that that have donated a lot of money my friend James O uh, he donated 3,500 bucks. Frank Fletcher, who owns Frank's Rockette, um, donated 2,000. Jerry Karoom, who owns Temp Fate, 1,000. Brian Nord, 1,000. And we ended up raising uh, over 15,000 bucks. But that was nothing compared to what gets raised at the banquet every year. So it's the Arkansas Racetrack Chaplaincy. You can send a check made out to them, to me, and I'll, I'll, I'll say my address quickly, but you guys will probably do a-, a, a We'll write. put it on the screen. Yeah, we'll put information. Yeah. It's 124 Marigold Circle, Hot Springs, Arkansas, 71913. Or you can PayPal it to me, and I'll make sure that Chaplaincy gets it, and that one's easy. It's the goof on the roof at hotmail.com. And um, you guys contributed. It was very, very gracious. I really appreciate it. And do not think that because the meet at Oakland is over that 
the work that the chaplaincy is doing has ended. It hasn't. As a matter of fact, it tends to expand, even though the horses all leave the racetrack pretty soon. Uh, because a lot of the people that work at Oakland, they work, they're, they're here year round, even though the horses only come in like the carnival for about four months. So thank you very, very much. 100% tax deductible, and you could not possibly do better with any kind of a donation to the chaplaincy. Absolutely. Yeah, no. it, and and I, I'm really happy you brought that to all of our attentions and, and happy that we could contribute as well. We um, I know we've talked about it on Twitter and also our previous shows before, um, but we do urge if, if you can, uh, all like I said, all the information will be up on the screen on how you can donate. Yeah, and good for you, Vic, for doing that. A lot yes. of people out there that have your poll don't do that stuff and Good for you for doing that. And, uh, you know, um, that's awesome, man. Uh, and yeah, absolutely. Good, good bringing that to the attention of, we, yeah, we do forget about when the meet's over, these people don't disappear um, and pop up again when Oakland starts. They're, they're still there. They still have lives and everything. So yeah, yeah. great, great cause, Vic. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. And always a pleasure, Vic. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, we will talk to you soon and hopefully we can hit that golf course with you. Sooner than later. And uh, maybe we'll see you out in California for the uh, Breeders' Cup. You coming out here or what, Vic? Uh, very good chance. Uh, I play the BCBC every year, as you know. It's much, much easier to play it from home than it is on track with all of the resources that you need to try to, to tackle that tournament. I will make it close to the West Coast because I'm going to play in the NHC in, um, in August in Vegas. So mm. uh, I'll be pretty close. Mm. Um, to take that down ryan looks like he's earned his ryan's at circa sports so he's i live i live here in vegas oh okay yeah we lived in vegas for a couple of years and and we moved for a reason that the tent it, it surprised people when we told them and then it didn't surprise me it's too damn hot there <laughs> i mean <Yeah>. god <laughs> and then he moves to a place named hot springs yeah oh i mean <laughs> Dry heat. I like that one. When it's 120, dry heat still in about 12 minutes. Your yeah. oven, your oven's a dry heat. You don't yeah. want to go yeah. sit exactly. in there. Yeah, stick your head in there and uh, let me know how that goes. I lived in Hollywood Beach and I lived in Phoenix. And one day in Phoenix it was 128 degrees. And there was never a day that hot in Miami ever. No, no, no. no. That Vegas is nuts. I mean, yeah. See, we get that too, here. In our neighborhood, in the we valley. 120 plus degrees, but we're about 10 minutes to the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't think it would bother me, and it did. I just, it was too hot. It, it was yeah. hot at night. Hot at night, too. That's the weirdest part about Vegas. California yeah. is at least cool at night. It's hot at night there. Well, right. Vic, when you're at Vegas, you'll have to let us know. We're only about four hours away. Well, so. he knows that. There you go. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, so, you know that. But. We'll take Circus Sports together, and uh, we'll get a pool uh, cabana. There you go. There you go. He's going to yeah. get us VIP treatment and everything. He's going to take care of us. <laughs> right, Ryan? This segment not brought to you by Circus Sports. Right. <laughs> I think yeah. I can win the NHC this year. I'm going to be, I'm, I'm not going to leave any stones unturned. I think I can win. Yeah. I'll be rooting for you. Thank yes, you. We will be. Thank you. Oh. Right, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, Vic, thank you so much for coming on. I've asked you after. That's why I yep. just love to jump in. Thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And um, it's got to hear your voice because we don't hear it anymore until next season. Until next, but yeah, we hear, we're lucky enough to hear it when we can. I so. know. Anytime right. you want, I'll come on the clowns. 
yeah that's what i like to hear <laughs> absolutely all right thank you vic all right guys well we've had quite the lineup fun. of guests that was fun that was a lot of fun. Yeah. that was a lot of fun but we're here now we're going to give you not only our picks for the preakness but we're going to give you the pick four starting with race 10 give you a little sequence here to play at pimlico pimlico ending with the preakness so let's hit it off. Let's start off with race 10, which is the Jim McKay Turf Sprint Stakes. We got five furlongs on the turf for $100,000. This is for three-year-olds and up. AJ, we're going to start off with you. First off, shout out DGen. I don't think we've talked about them enough on this podcast except for the beginning. Um, <laughs> yeah, just want to, you know, just get a little reminder in there. But race 10, sure. Uh, horse I like the most here in this one is going to be the five Hollis. Um, Hollis has won before at Pimlico, uh, quite a while back at a five furlong turf race. I, shit, it might've been the same one. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but, uh, beat two of the competitors that are also in this race and completed paths and love you much. Uh, ran really well. I like a horse who's won at Pimlico six to one, um, coming back to the turf after being on dirt last time and winning last time at Oaklawn park, uh, gets Irad aboard like that a lot. So, uh, I'm going to go with the five Hollis. I'm going to throw completed pass the 13 in there as well. This is another horse who's won at Pimlico was last time out just a couple weeks ago. Um, again, the same level, same distance. Um, last two numbers have been huge, uh, 119, 120 time for figure on the turf here at Pimlico. So 72 still a pretty good price. And then also I'm going to throw in the four, the critical way. Uh, horse has been around Gulfstream, Tampa, Keeneland ran really well, throwing up big numbers. I think this horse is going to run a great race. I don't know if it's going to win. Certainly has the opportunity to, um, but I think this horse is too good. It's going to run. It seems to show up every time it runs, no matter where it's at. So I don't think I can throw it out. Uh, not a whole lot for prices except for that five, but I'm going to go four, five, 13. Oh, well, <clears throat> uh, my picks are the exact same. <sighs> Jesus, Sarah. I know. I know. Mine too. Uh, well, this show sucks. <laughs> yeah. We got nothing for you guys, but I did do five, four, 13 as well. Um, I think critical, the critical way is kind of hard not to leave off your ticket. Hollis, I just, for everything AJ had said, he's coming coming back to the turf. He's dropping half a furlong. I just, I think this horse has something that he's going to bring to this field. And I, I think he, this is a good play to at least get a little bit of money at six to one here. I think it's going to sit kind of right behind your leaders around the turn and then completed past the 13 here. I, I think what's really going to help him here is he's on this outside post, which I think it's going to help him at least get that speed to get up um, at least into the, to the mid, if not front of the pack come the turn. So I don't have much different to say from what AJ has already stated. So I'm going the same five, four, 13. I am. I think I would do the five on top for your price. All right, Ryan, who do you like in this race? I'm going to single a horse here. And it's one of the horses that you talked about. Both of you said you can't leave this horse off your ticket. Uh, this horse is the ticket. My pick four uh, going into the Preakness is going to be single to number four, the critical way. I think this horse wins this race, set up perfectly. 
horse always shows it's a nice little gelding gets the job done. one over $300,000 career, uh, 23 starts, I believe. Uh, that's your winner. The number four, the critical way. Yep. That, that, that's a strong single. All right. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. What do you got? Oh, the same as, oh, you said same as AJ. Um, I like it. Um, this race is like, it feels like, because I've looked at this race a lot and I've really studied it. And um, I, I have to look at it like this race is like the pickleball tournament in Florida, by the way, uh, because what horse is, is like seven years old and over? In this Whoa, are you, are you bad mouthed pickleball, bro? Okay, I'm just saying pickleball is not usually played by younger people besides you, AJ. Um, I like I rule it pickleball. We actually have to hurry these picks up because AJ has a pickleball tournament to get to. Yes, this is true. Um, but I, I do agree. Um, and I'll be like I said, I'll be well. I'll say before to these guys, I'll be honest. I didn't really have even that much time to look at it. I think this four is a a single, and I and I looked at that right away, and I said, well, let me see, because I always go with that um seven years old decline then i realized all the other good horses at the same age so i mean you know and i'm not just really saying that we have an eight-year-old you know the seven you have the eight is it is is it a seven-year-old you have a seven-year-old and the nine i mean i, I mean really is this thing like six years and up i mean i, I don't know what's it's the not. condition here because they're all old because i was going to go with oh, well maybe the old horse is not around so i mean really i'm really going at that so the best horse in the race and they're all the same age if not he might be the youngest one i haven't looked at them all but um i'll take the four i think the four definitely here's your single uh i i agree with aj with obviously there's a shot here with this five the outside horses are going to try to push push the pace from what i see but i don't think it matters um four singled if i had to go deep like well deep i go four or five too deep. All right. I like it. Let's move on to the next race. Race 11, the grade three Maryland sprint match series. It's six furlongs, $150,000 purse, three-year-olds and up. AJ, Ran really well. The time up before that went against the favorite in this race and a horse we just picked. I just picked Hollis. Um, so especially if, if Hollis were to come through in that race, that's going to make him look a ton better uh, coming into this one. This one's tough, though. Uh, this six furlong race, I mean, there's a lot of good sprinters in here. Um, even uh, the 10 Lebda. Lebda? Yeah, Lebda. Lebda, um, who ran a unbelievable time getting second to the one Lockie in this race. I mean, he's 10 or 12 to one. Uh, I think that alone, just him being 12 to one, I think it's worth a shot. Cause I, I think he might be in or around there. Um, the five strike power, it, it, your favorite is, is tough not to like, just because you look at the last time it ran, um, you know, it, he was a bystander of a CZ rocket Whitmore battle. One of the, 25 times those two horses have gone up against each other. So there's, there's a lot. I like the two Yodel Iehu. Yodel Iehu. Yodel Iehu. Or Yodel Iehu. Yodel Iehu. 
Uh, Yodelau. <laughs> Sound closer. Yodel, Yodel, E-A, how? Um, <laughs> no, but in this one, I like the 11 just because, I, I mean, I might be a little biased there because it won me some money last time. For prices, I'm going to throw in the 10 and the 1, but it's going to be hard for me to leave the 5 off the ticket. So I'll go, well, fuck it, I'll sing the 11. There we go. Wow. God damn. All of that just to say, I just want to make it. I just want to make it very clear that I'm not super confident in my 11, but I'll take a shot. (laughs) When you're not the best part of these, I like these seven horses almost as single the 11. I love it. When he's not super confident, he'll single the horse. Yeah, (laughs) Ryan, just so everybody knows out there, because people might be new to the platform, AJ once took three horses in the race and not the one he said. So if I don't go three deep, I'm going to take this one and single it, but wasn't in his three deep. Right. This is it. That's the way we roll. That's how we roll. You got to have an A ticket. No one has figured out this strategy yet. That's okay, I guess. But we're we're, we're trying. I'm working on it. It, It's, you know, it's a a work in progress. Yeah. Still got those sunglasses on too, by the way. Uh, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, it's a (laughs) great He's cool now. All right. Well, I still hopped up on cocaine. I don't want you to see my di- my pupils oh, dilate. Oh, you were already. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It that. has been that kind of day and that kind of show. Absolutely. All right. Friday before the breakness. Yeah. Did you get those yeah. free with the Slurpee you bought? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you had to pay extra. Let's go. So, okay. Let's let's go. All right. I went three deep here. I am taking the one Lockie. I know AJ kind of mentioned him a little bit, but I'm also taking Levda as well. So I'm, I'll just start off with Lockie. Um, won his last race at Pimlico going six furlongs. He has raced against Levda. They had a close, Levda got a close, close second um, with him in their last race. I just think this horse is, is good. He's taken to the track. He, I, I see him really kind of sitting mid pack here and then making his move come to stretch. I am taking the eight as well, a special reserve. This horse and his last race lost to Flagstaff. Now, we all know Flagstaff is a beast. And he only lost by uh, a, one length, well, a length and a quarter. So I feel like this is a really strong race. He's raced against really tough competition here. He's a front runner. I think he's going to be the early pace setter here. And then, like I said earlier, I'm taking the 10 here, Levda. Workouts have been looking exceptional at Pimlico. Uh, got second in his last race to Lackey by only a half a length. It was very close second. If, if this horse can repeat his fractions that he did back in January uh, at, at this in this race, oh, easy, super easy for him. I like him here in the 10 post. So I'm just, I'm going three deep, one, eight, 10. One, eight, 10. Yeah. All right. I feel like Ryan's going to steal my thunder here. From oh, then, go ahead, then go ahead and thunder first. You want to thunder first? Because I'm going to go, Ryan, you're not taking a horse they've talked about yet, are you? Well, I'm going to go deep in this race. Since I singled the critical way in the first leg, and I'm going to go too deep in the uh, Preakness, and uh, I'm going to go five deep here. I'm also going to go five deep in race 12, but one horse that they haven't talked about yet, if I was paying attention enough, is number five, Strike Power. Okay. I can't wait for this goddamn horse to retire. Every time I bet him, he loses. Every time I bet against him, he wins. I leave him off the ticket, he wins. So I got to use strike power on here. I'm going five deep with the number one, Lockie. Number five, strike power. Ugh. 
Number seven, Breezy Gust. I think he has a good chance. That's the one. All right. Number eight, Special Reserve. And number 10, Lebda. So for me in the second leg, I'm going to go one, five, seven, eight, ten. Um, all right. All right. No, that was, that was good. I, I actually, um, the seven was the one I thought you were going to, I was really trying to predict because, because I, the seven, if you look at the last race, I mean, this obviously this horse belongs on six furlongs. I don't think this horse is a bad race a horse at all. I think with the odds it has, I think this horse could be loaded here. Um, I mean, this is a very, you know, close race. I think this horse could be very forwardly placed, which is a big deal at Pimlico. Um, we all know this. So I think this would be good, especially six furlongs. And um, I, I do think that as well. Uh, I was looking at five, seven, eight for me. And you guys talked about all those. I was going five, seven, eight, but I really like this five at a price. I, I mean, I'm looking at it now and I don't think he'll be bet that much. I thought that was like going to be a weird sleeper pick here. And that horse gets bet all the time. Yeah. I mean, six furlongs, five and a half furlongs, whatever it is, this horse can run. And it went off four to one versus CZ Rocket and Whitmore. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, he does get bad. It was eight to five, one to five. I mean, we're talking, but I feel like right here he won't. I mean, well, I'll say he'll take like everybody's going to take a lot of money. So it's going to be very close. You might have six horses at four to one. You know what I mean? And he's going to be one of them. And I think that's a, a good point, AJ. When you go off that with, you know, CZ Rocket and Whitmore. I mean, is anybody here that quality? Nope. So there you go. All right. So uh, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with five, seven, eight. Five, seven, eight. All right. As we move on to race 12, we got a, the grade two dinner party stakes. Got a mile 16th on the turf for $250,000 for three-year-olds and up. AJ, who do you like? Um, I really like a 10 to one shot. Um, that's going to be a horse who lost it by just a neck his last time out at Keeneland. Bye-bye, Melvin. Um, Bye-bye, Melvin seems to be just be a, I don't know, uh, a lunch pail guy where it seems like he runs pretty much his best effort every time. He runs. Um, I would say, think his worst race was at Delaware against Gufo and Pixelate, which is nothing to shake your head at but since then um has been around lost to vanzi uh beat don juan kidden at a mile at saratoga and then came back and, and at pimlico ran what might have been his best race uh all of last year and came back so far in 2021 just lost by a neck at a mile 16th in keeneland i think this horse has got a lot to offer at 10 to 1, I love that price, and I will take it all day long. That being said, horses that stick out to me as well is going to be some like it Hot Brown. Did not start off his 2021 campaign great, but again, that was in the Maker's Mark Mile, where, you know, that's a different race, different time, whatever. Um, I look back to, to, the, to last year, you know, the the at Belmont and then finishing second to faster that uh, factor this at Pimlico and the dinner party. His best time form number came in this very race. So four to one, I have to have that on my ticket as well. So right now I have eight, one, and then of course the five sacred life, the favorite. 
Um, I can't say anything bad about him. I, I can't. I want to beat him, but it wouldn't surprise me if he won either. So I'll throw him in there as well. So I'll go eight, one, five. Well, talk about stealing thunder. Son of a bitch, Sarah. Did you pick my picks again? I was on the eight. Oh, I was on the eight. I thought that was a, was a pretty good price. I really didn't think too many people were going to talk about the eight here. But I also like the three. I like this three. He's two for two here in the States. He's won and raced at this distance before. I last race at Aqueduct. He, I, I think he's had tough races. He's had bad breaks. He's kind of had not the greatest rides, but he still comes out and prevails in the end. So I really like this horse. Six to one. It's a great price. And I'm going to be playing him with the eight. Bye-bye, Melvin. I know AJ talked about this horse. He's jumping up in class. You got Johnny V in the irons. Not a whole lot wrong you can do with Johnny V in the irons. And I really think this is another one that I think this post position is really going to benefit him. Um, I just see this horse getting <clears throat> right sitting behind, sitting behind the pace and then really taking off here in the stretch. So for 10 to 1, I, I really like that number. I, I would kind of almost think if you're going to play him, you might want to play the 4 um, but I would take the eight over the four, but so I'm just, I just did two deep and I did the three Kermada and eight by, by Melvin. Ryan, I'm going to jump in real quick because okay. I want to tell these people how crazy they are. Um, if you don't think this five second off a layoff really is going to win this race, you're nuts. I think this horse is, is, is an easy, almost single. I really do. And I'll, and I'll give, and you guys know how I am when you look at, I, I just looked at your eight um, pretty closely because I, I was like all about it, but you know me. Um, two wins are like the last two wins were like what Saratoga, you know, I throw those out. You know, I throw those out because Ryan, you can probably agree. Saratoga is a whole different world. Like you can almost throw those races out sometimes. I mean, I know it's a great track. It's beautiful, blah, 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 blah. I'm not a big fan of, of like taking horses from there. Cause some horses can run there and some horses can't. Um, and then Tampa. So <laughs> enough with, with those, that horse. Um, but this five second off a layoff, which is like, this is a clash drop big time here. Um, I got to just go single to five here. I really do. Um, I chalk. I know everybody's disappointed, but I have to go there. Uh, I'm going to single so... to five. So I'm not very good at fractions and math, but three out of four of the triple clowns prefer number eight. Bye-bye, Melvin. <laughs> oh, you do too, after I just I like, said it. I, I like bye-bye, Melvin. I'm, <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with the truck stop burrito. And Sarah, uh, I'm going deep in this race. I am using Sacred Life for sure in this race. There's no way I could leave this horse out of there, uh, especially if I catch a price in the 11th. Uh, and I already had a single, so I have a cheap ticket as it is. It's only going to be $25 ticket. I'm going to use the one some like it hot Brown, who I think is a really, really good horse. And as AJ said, he didn't really run his best race last time out at the, uh, at Keeneland, but he's had a solid career. I really like him. Obviously I'm using the five. I really do like the chances of buy by Melvin at a price. Uh, you know, if he's 10 to one on the morning line and the three of us like him, there's no chance he's going to be double digits. Um, oh, yeah, right. But I'm going to throw in the number two, English B, and also number three, Kermada. So for me in this race, I'm going to go five deep with the one, some like it hot brown, two, English B, three, Kermada, five, Sacred Life, and eight, bye bye, Melvin. 
All right. I could eat some crow here. Definitely. And that's okay. That's why we do it. And I do agree with the one guys. Um, you know, I mean, I don't think my ticket's going to be that big. So the one will definitely be on it. And I don't know if you guys are ever going to talk me this is 10. Um, I mean, eight. Eight. I mean, I'm sorry. Eight. Um, yeah. Or the 10. <laughs> I'll, definitely. Yeah, the 10. Yeah. I, won't, yeah. I won't, I won't talk you into the 10. Either. I don't think any of us. Do. Yeah. Just throw that horse probably out. the first time I'll be right. The 10 <laughs> won't win this <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, yeah, I might, but I'll definitely put the one in there. Probably. I gotta, I gotta look at what my ticket will be, but I do like some, like a hot Brown, which is the creepiest name in horse <laughs> racing, I believe. Um, but it's a yeah. sandwich. <laughs> it's a, who orders that sandwich? A hot Brown? A shit sandwich? People in Louisville. Well, you people in Louisville, you should name that something different. I don't know. <laughs> Bad name. Bad name. He's scared what's going to come out. Yeah. Is it time to do the, the DGen Nation drop here now? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out DGen Nation. Yeah, yeah. Shout out DGen Nation. Oh, this is why we're here, apparently. Yeah. I, this is yeah. Just shit on Louisville, Kentucky. And their name. I'm going to take somebody get hot brown sandwich and the uh, two girls in a cup on the side. Woo. <laughs> All right. Do I just really do that out yes, loud? Yeah. Right. Which is great because at this point I'm already wondering, like it, you know, this is recorded, so I'm wondering if they've if they've watched enough of the show where they've already said like, yeah, this was a mistake, or if they're just getting to now and saying this was a mistake. Guess we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, let's move on. There's only one. There's only one race left now. Yeah, let's go. We got to get done. Race thirteen, the big race, the second leg of the triple cl- clown <laughs> or the crown. <laughs> Or the crown. We'll I heard they might rename her. Or the hot brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got the grade one Preakness Stakes, a mile and three sixteenths on the dirt, million dollars at stake. All right, AJ, we'll start with you. You said this earlier that this was one of the races, the big races that we typically forget about. That is not the case this year. This is going to be the most electric, most watched jewel of the Triple Crown all year long because of what's going on right now. And I am fucking stoked for it. You have no idea. Um, I am I am all rooting for Medina Spirit to win this just because I want to see Medina Spirit win this with two of the three under its belt and then go into the Belmont and then them take him down from the Kentucky Derby because what a shitstorm that would cause and what a story it would be. Never going to happen. Ed, <laughs> that being said, hey, never going to happen. Probably going to happen. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, he, won't might. he won't run if he's disqualified in the Derby. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, because you know Bob that well. We're buddies. Yeah, He's actually, right here. Uh, Bobby is what I yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, in the Rubbish. most watched preakness of all time, uh, I am going to just on my ticket, I'm gonna, just gonna take one of the two Bafferts, and I think I have to go with concert tour. Ooh. Wow. Um, if Medina Spirit ends up an overlay just because of the stupid world we live in now. I'll change my mind and probably include them in there, but at nine to five, if I can get concert tour at a little bit higher, I'll go for it. But all that aside, I'm going to include one of them. I'm not sure which one yet. We will find out tomorrow, I guess, but I'm going to take two other horses regardless and put them in on my ticket. 
One is going to be the six Rombauer, which uh, I think somebody took earlier, if I'm not corrected. Vic? Uh, yeah, Tom did. Tom. Tom did. Tom did. Yeah. So Rombauer is an interesting horse to me just because I think in two of the opportunities that really had to kind of show its stuff. One was the juvenile uh, running against essential quality outright Charlie. I can excuse that, that loss. That's whatever it came back. One at golden gate. I mean, it's golden gate, whatever. Um, then at the bluegrass again, I mean, essential motive, essential quality and highly motivated were kind of both on the top of their game at that point in time. So running third to them doesn't really, determine in any way how and he was bumped in the gate yada 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 has not run since then comes back now i think this horse has matured i like what this horse has to offer you get pratt on board 12 to 1 i will take a shot there as well um i think because you're gonna have um we talked about um the baffert who's gonna who's gonna be sent is a medina gonna be sent is contractor gonna be sent we'll see how that goes regardless of how it ends up I do think Ron Bauer is going to be in the conversation. Um, he's going to be on my exotic plays. I'll throw him in just because I know a closer hasn't won this in, in 78 years or whatever the last time a closer has won the Preakness. But if he's forwardly enough placed in this one, which he very well might be. I mean, he was only ever three back in, in the, uh, the bluegrass. So if he stays that far back, uh, I think he's got a shot here. I really do. The other one is going to be the eight unbridled honor. I know Randy hates Tampa. Um, as he said. I don't hate Tampa. I like, yeah, you hate Tampa. It's fine. <laughs> we get it. Um, but no, this horse ran second to King Fury in the Lexington on a sloppy track still ran very well, but this is a horse where when I look at the numbers and I look at how it's continuing to improve, I think this horse is a lot different than the last time when it faced um, risk taking in that main in that main special weight back in Aqueduct a year ago, I think this horse. When you look at the numbers, this is exactly what I like to see: eighty-five, ninety-three, one ten. This horse could be poised for a massive outing here. This is a Pletcher horse with Sias on board. I love that. Um, if things continue to trend upward, this horse is going to run a big old number. That's going to be good enough for it to be victorious. All right. Wow. All right. All deep there. All right. Well, I I just did three deep. Um, just kind of these aren't going to be any surprise. Um, Medina Spirit taking taking him. Uh, I feel like I I can't not put him on my ticket. I'm still sticking with Midnight Bourbon. I am sticking with this horse. This horse was in my Derby top five for a while. Um, for more than just the triple clowns angle, uh, I picked him and, and as my top, my three that I was going to play in the Derby and taking him here. I just feel like this horse, you know, Vic, Vic had a lot of really great insight on this horse. And I, I, am glad he brought a lot of that up. And it seems like a lot of people are, might be playing, putting him in at least their supers and tries. I just, I really think this horse has a shot here. And then I, you know, I'm taking concert tour, and I think a little, a little bit is that of I'm indecisive of which how how they're going to send these Baffert horses. So you might as well just pick both because I can't make up my mind. So I'm going to take concert tour here, but I, I do agree, like with Alex, with, with what you were saying, is what story would that be? Medina Spirit wins this, goes on to the Belmont, and then 
even if we say Medina Spirit wins the Belmont, we have a triple crown winner, but the Derby still, uh, this would be, it would be crazy. It would be absolutely be crazy. Um, but I just, I was very, you know, Medina Spirit ran very well in the Kentucky Derby. I really, you know, I was kind of high on this horse anyways, going into the Derby, and I'm still going to stick with it because I think this could be a fairly easy field for, for him. All right. All right. Ryan, what do you have to say? Well, I think I alluded to it earlier. I'm going too deep here. And um, number one, I'm, I'm glad that we're talking about the Preakness without talking about the tight turn. Uh, that's talked about every single year. But this year we forgot about it because of what happened in the Kentucky Derby with Medina Spirit and Bob Baffert. Speaking of Bob Baffert, he must be the greatest horseman to ever saddle a horse because he gets horses to run faster and longer than any other trainer in the history of the world he's just that much better he's got two horses in this race they're going to finish one two he's the best don't go against Bob. i feel like he's a little tongue-in-cheek there i don't know too deep i felt like that was a little tongue-in-cheek well i'll tell I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what when you look at this field this is not a very good field this is not a very good grade one period mm-hmm. and it's not a very good uh preakness the two best horses in this race are the the two Baffert horses, Concert Tour and Medina Spirit. I did pick Medina Spirit to win the Kentucky Derby because I thought I was getting a great value. Uh, and thankfully that, that worked out. I think there's a really, really good shot that he wins again this race. But like Sarah said, and like the great guests that we've had so far have said, we don't know for sure what's going to happen. Are they going to send Concert Tour? Are they going to send Medina Spirit? They can't send them both, obviously, right? Maybe they do. Maybe they just go one, two, and they run around the track one, two. That's the way I see it. I'm going with three Medina Spirit, 10 concert tour. I think they finish one, two. My pick four goes four with one, five, seven, eight, 10, with one, two, three, five, eight, with three, 10, the two Baffert horses in the Preakness. That's a total of $25 if you bet it for 50 cents. If you want horses to bet underneath in the Preakness, I'll use number two, keep me in mind. I think he had a not a very good trip in the Kentucky Derby. Not very often you can say he had a uh, mile and a quarter workout, but he had a mile and a quarter workout at that race. Um, I like number four, Crowded Trade. I think this horse can be sneaky. It could be one of the horses that hits the board at a price. And number nine, Risk Taking. So on top for me, 310. Underneath for me, 249, which happened to be my uh, badge number when I was a firefighter. Weird. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So, so when we go to when, – who's going to send them? Hold on one second. Talking about – all right, now I know. All right, so Bob just told me because um, he's right here. Uh, no. Thanks, Bobby. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. Well, I think more importantly, what we haven't gotten out of our Preakness show yet is, is there a, a bet that Ryan is going to take on if this horse wins, Ryan will be walking. Vegas. I feel like he regretted that bet last time. I did. I regretted it as soon as it came out of my mouth. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Story of my life. <laughs> hey. uh, Maybe you just want to walk to Barstow this time? Maybe. Yeah. Henderson. I can stop at that Barstow Center, that big gas station. Yeah. It's awesome. Right? When you go to L.A. to Vegas or, or vice versa, yeah. that, that's the stop. That's what we are. Truck stop burrito. Yeah, exactly. You have to. So world's largest Chevron. I don't want to brag, but I know a thing or two about truck stops. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, that's how he's made his money for the last ten years. AJ anyway. Ryder, the lot lizard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Who do you like? Uh, you like in the Preakness? I don't like doing the show anymore. Um, but <laughs> who, who, who does? 
we got to cut this off quick because I know we all got to go. And this is like pretty short on time. So I'm going to tell you, like I told you before, when I gave four deep before, when I said the Florida Derby first one, two, and the Santa Anita Derby one, mm -hmm. two, I was right with one of them. And that was fine. Yeah. Uh, when I go four deep, this time I'm going to go four deep with the two horses. Absolutely. You can't ignore the two Baffert horses. So, so if I throw them in there and we're talking about a, you know, a, a pick four here. So I'm going to do that. And I'm going to go with the two horses that I think can beat them. And that is Midnight Bourbon. And I do like um, I, I do like the Midnight Bourbon thing. And I think that's, we talked about it with Tom where that's our sexy pick. That's mm -hmm. the sexy pick. I think that will happen. I think this is going to be your third choice. It already is. I think it's going to be your third choice and I, it's going to stay that way. If anything, maybe it goes down. And, you know, we talked about those odds because I think everybody's going to be on this. He's working out well. He's, he's you know, getting better. Um, am I that confident? No. But um, Midnight Bourbon and the other one I'm going to go with is Unbridled Honor. I, I think AJ hit it on the head there. If I'm going to give me a shot here and I had to go back and forth, uh, Crowded Trade, I did think could, you know, that was my two. There's always like one you have to eliminate out of those two and, and, and you know, your bunch. I know Ryan probably knows that, you know, when you're like, I got to bet one of these two. They look alike. Um, I, I do think Crowded Trade could uh, force. I think they might send Crowded Trade, Ryan. Do you think that could be possible? I, I think it's very possible yeah. that, that they send that horse. And I, I think that the pace of the entire race depends on what that horse does. I, I agree. And that's really what I was coming to looking at this race where I was like, you know, this horse is intriguing because I think he does get sent. Um, and and I, I think personally he's going to get sent and that, that could screw a lot of things up um, with everything. And that's why I actually do like the unbridled honors and the midnight Bermans there. I don't know if that horse has enough to win if he gets set. So that was a tough one between it. You know, if I went five deep, it would be that I know nobody wants to hear five picks, but, um, I did it twice. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But nobody wants to hear that in a preakness. Everybody wants to know your preakness winner, uh, concert tour, fresh legs. I mean, we had a lot of back and forth with that where mm -hmm. fresh legs mean nothing because it is true when the Preakness was the normal Preakness. I mean, people came back and won the Preakness, but they were always weirdly, not weak, but may, maybe that's why you have the, the, you know, certain horses come over and win the Preakness at, when they did. But I, I don't know, two weeks, certain horses are built for it, certain horses aren't. Um, I didn't look at like when that was fold the horse. I know that sounds weird, but it is true. If this was a younger horse, if this is a May horse, I would think this is going to be harder than it would if it was a, you know, February horse or something like that. I really would. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm going to go forward deep there. But I do think at the end of the day, I think it is between the two Baffert horses. But I'm definitely going to put uh, Unbridled Honor and Midnight Bourbon on there and regret that I probably didn't put Crowded Trade on there. But yeah where i'm at all right real quick or just single or just single one yeah real quick though yeah. i want to make I'll, it I'll single the one <laughs> i want to make it official because i looked at the price of what my ticket would actually be i am going to take both baffert horses with my six and eight because it's only going to be like an 18 dollar ticket so yeah. why not do it yeah no, now the off chance my ticket hits i want to be i don't want there to be any um you know conspiracy there right yeah you don't want to get piss tested after. No, exactly. oh my God. <laughs> I don't do that. No, that's that's where we're headed. Right. Yeah, yes, it's the weakness. What where, where would we be without controversy? They don't yeah. normally test for chlamydia after uh, horse races, but. <laughs> well, 
I'm, they actually do oh, in some states, God. and I've lost a lot of tickets. Because yeah. of wow. Terrible rule. Terrible rule. Right. <laughs> well, everybody, those were our Freakness um, picks. Those were our sequences, our pick four for the Freakness. We had a lot of great guests giving really great insight onto how they think this Freakness field is going to play out, kind of how the betting, they think the betting is going to be played out as well, given this week's controversy. A huge shout out to DGen Nation. Very excited to be jumping on board. Hope you guys enjoyed our first episode for them. Absolutely. And, hand, and uh, we got the handcuffs off. I don't know who put them on us before, really. But you know what? We got, we're we going to be now um, doing a lot of stuff and a lot of little things and everything like that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Anything a degenerate would do, they told us we could talk about. So um, yeah. AJ is... Not if just open the floodgates with that. They are going to regret this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but uh, you done fucked up, son. Yeah, you, you, you made your bed. Now you gotta lay in it. There's always that line that people say you don't cross, and then people are like, no, it's all right. And then we hurdle everything, whoa, and, whoa, like, and then, and then we line. talk about chlamydia. Yeah, I don't know. There's a line. And this show just ended up with a lot of topics that uh, really had nothing to do with words. I never knew so, there was a line. But now, yeah, but I, it's like a squiggly one. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, Ryan Dickey, tell us, you know, for everybody out there, where, where are you at now? Where they, can they come see you and maybe crash at your apartment? What's going on? Nobody can crash at my apartment yet. That's true. What? Um, well, no, you know, there's a reason behind that. But. I guess I'll cancel uh, my plane ticket. <laughs> uh, you know, come to Vegas. Come to Circa. Come to Circa Sports. Come, come, uh, come to Stadium Swim. It's a fun place. It's really great. It's awesome. Downtown Vegas place to be the two best places to watch sports in Las Vegas are both at the same casino. Yeah. We, yeah. Ryan, we were lucky enough for Ryan to bring us around there and that, uh, what do you, what, what is that called? The, the, the thing, what you call stadium, stadium, stadium swim. swim. I didn't know what it's yeah. called. Uh, stadium swim is unbelievable. It really it's is. Really cool. Like, yeah. If you, if you guys are in Vegas and at Circa, make sure you hit Ryan up. Well, why would you do that to him? Just say hi. and be <laughs> Come to the sports book. Say hi normal people do but you don't it's that yeah i'm addicted sorry yeah but ryan it's always an honor to have our fourth clown of the apocalypse joining our show yeah and this time we didn't have to crash your place yeah we're here we are here um in la uh, and if you ever go to amboy illinois you can stop by and see aj Um, Ryder on your way to arlington you know to see the last meet there and you stop by amboy i probably won't uh there you go. Yeah. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be passed out in my house. But don't worry, no, one, no one's going to stop <laughs> yeah. there anyway. No one's, yeah, always no. catch Randy and I at Santa Anita most every weekend because that's where we, what we do. That is true. Um, but from the Triple Clowns, we want to wish everybody good luck. Let us know your Preakness picks in the comments below and make sure you hit that like and subscribe button and good luck.